Stormy Sunday blues rolling around the room. Welcome to yet another Coffee Conversations with Vivian. Um, we're now on episode three, and I have one of the most loved and um, a rising star, if I, I could put it like that. Um, we love him. We, his, he, in fact, I just I think that he's one of the best vocalists that I have experienced. Um, I have uh, dubbed him a child of the arts because I think that's what he is. Um, Langa Mavuso. Um, that's who we have today, and I'm very excited to sit down and have a conversation over coffee with him. Welcome, Langa. Hey, Ver. Oh my God. <laughs> so. I've been trying to get him into studio. I've been trying to sit down and have a conversation with him. And finally, this is happening. Right. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You know, uh, when I look at you, you embody art. Thank that's, you. That's, that's what you embody. You, you carry it so well. And I want us to talk about how you pour feelings into your music because you do that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, you leave me surprised all the time. But I think... Um, the focus will be on that, but also I want to focus on you being an educated musician. Uh-huh. I think there's a huge difference between a musician, a talented musician, and a mu- musician that is also educated. Uh-huh. And you are both. Yeah. So, let's start at the beginning. Um, I know that your parents were both um, singers. How did that come about? You then decided to go to the National School of the Arts. Was that your decision? Was that your parents' decision? How did that come about? And obviously, we're going to follow your journey yeah. to date, you know. So my mom and my dad, my, my, my mom and my biological dad, um, they both loved music a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, my mom told me that, like, on their third date, he had booked her, like, studio time at some... <laughs> place in in town and he was trying to get her piano lessons um and obviously that always they've they've always had a love for music but yeah they split very quickly after i was born and she met my stepdad when i was two Mm. through the choir you Mm, know okay um they got married i think a year after and they've been together since yeah um and i kind of just grew up around music they were Mm. always in choir practice and I would be sitting at the back, listening, kind of getting to know the songs. I had my favorites and all of that, yeah. which was great. Um, and I think around the age of eight or nine, I discovered a voice. Hmm. But I was embarrassed. <laughs> Why? I was, yeah, I was a kid yeah. and I had this really high-pitched voice. Mm. And even my singing voice sounded like a girl. Yeah. So... I mean, the song that I d- discovered my voice through was Greatest Love of All, Whitney Houston. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful song. And I, sa- I could sing it from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Every single note, exactly like Whitney. Wow. You know? And one kid once heard me and told the teacher in class. So I had to sing for the class because he went and told the teacher. The teacher was like, oh, Dumela said you can sing. Will you sing for us? And yeah. I was like, ah. And now, obviously, everyone thinks it's a joke, mm, right? mm, mm. Um, Because Dumelo was kind of like a jokester, kind of like a bully kind of person. So I go to the front of the class. It's like a Friday class. It's like second last class probably of like grade And they probably think you're going to do, you know, they want to sing that well. biggest joke, right? Get in front of the class and I sing and everyone is blown. Like Uh. they were screaming so much that the teachers from the two classes next to us came into the class thinking something was wrong. Oh, wow. And the teacher was like, no, he really sings well. Sing again. And I sang again. And I sang a lot in school then. And then I watched the movie Fame. Mm. And when I watched the movie Fame, I was like, I really want to go to a school like this. Like, yeah, this, this looks exciting, yeah. you know. But because of backstage, it looked like something that people did when they were much older. Mm, mm, mm. And my dad worked in newspapers, so my life was literally always a newspaper kind of coming home yeah and we would kind of have this tradition of like opening the paper and moving the different papers around he used to work at what's called diso black star now yes and it used to be called avosa then yes um so we would read the soweto and the business times whatever it would be moved around and one day as i'm reading the paper there's a little kind of 
um, advert mm. saying the National School of the Arts, art, drama, dance. Yeah. Grade 8 to grade 12. And I'm like... And wait for it. What? You went for contemporary. Babe. Okay. I was so, like, excited. Yes. I knew in grade 3 where I was going for oh, high school. Wow. And I literally started working towards it in yeah. grade 3. I yeah. would practice at home all the time. Um, and then it came time for high school. Mm. My parents were like, nope, you're not going to NSA. No ways. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we heard that the kids there are rowdy. They don't behave. Yeah. They smoke and they drink. And I was just like, yeah. I literally just want to go yeah. to that school yeah. to go and perfect what I love. Mm. Excuse me. So they make me go to Catholic school. I've been accepted by now. Oh. I did the audition. I've got my acceptance letter. My mom is like, nope, it's not You're happening. not going there. I go to Catholic school for two weeks. After the first day at the school, I said to my mom, I cannot do this. Wow. And she says, what are we going to do? And I said, I want to go to NSA. She's like, I've already paid the full year's fees. Sure. I'm like, I can't. She goes to the office. They say to her, you're going to have to forfeit six months of fees. Wow. Which was like 20K. Sure. Um, so I go back to NSA music department is full now mm. dance department is full which I was not really interested in the only department that was available was drama I was okay. like surely I can act yeah <laughs> I just want to be at the school surely right surely. <laughs> so my mom and I go to the Joburg <laughs> library we find a monologue I practice it I do my audition I get in oh, so now yes. I'm at NSA for drama Okay. I never really loved it. It was yeah. something that I could do, but it wasn't something. But it was, I was your really... entry point. I yes, guess. I yeah. needed to get yeah. in. Yeah. So I said to her, "I'll transfer to music in grade nine. Mm. Cool. So we're gonna have to take piano lessons. Hmm. Get to NSA. I'm doing drama, but now I'm hiding the fact that I can sing. Oh, but I went yeah. to the to primary school with one girl who knew that I could sing because I sang all the time. All the, the time, primary. yes. And she tells the teacher in a class, she's like, "You guys don't know that, like." Natty can sing. Yeah. And they're like, no. And she's like, no, he can sing. And then the teacher's like, okay. Well, people had been singing that afternoon in yeah. drama class, yeah. right? Um, and she was like, yeah, I hear everyone, but like Natty can sing. Yeah. So he's like, okay. She's putting you, you on have the to spot sing for now. me or yeah. else your marks. I was like, ugh. Okay. So I go down and I sing Hero by Mariah Carey. Mm. The moment I get to the bridge of the song, they are literally jumping up and down, like losing wow. their minds, you know. So I become the singing drama boy. Yes. Now it gets out of the class and everyone in the school kind of... And it, and it says like the kind of place because everyone's talented, they're always checking out for the new kids. Yes. And like who's the new super yes, talented yes. kid? Who's the new like Who's the hot star? Flavor who's of the on week. TV? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the older grades find out and obviously the singers now... They see me going to the tuck shop one day and they corner me. They're like, hey, we heard you can sing. And I was like, no, it's a lie. They're like, nope, we heard you can sing from yeah. all the hostel kids. Yeah. Sing for us now. Now I'm at like the at the tuck shop and I sing and they go crazy. Anyway, fast forward later, I end up moving to contemporary music. I study contemporary music. Grade mm. 12, they change it to classical music. Yeah. Um, then I do classical music and then while I'm in high school the love of my life passes away mm. and I'm like I want nothing to do with the art I want oh. nothing to do with Johannesburg and throughout oh. high school I had been one of those kids that really balanced out their art education and their academics yes. really really well Yeah, and I participated in art um, extramurals as much as I did in academics mm. so I used to do model United Nations wow. and because I wanted nothing to do with the arts I was like okay I'm gonna go study um, international relations and politics but I don't want to be in Joburg I was actually going to go there <laughs> you just you, you took it there but I was going to go there because um, I know that your EP liminal sketches yeah a lot of it speaks about how you lost this love mm. of your life and you know, it's amazing how you capture feeling in your music. You capture feeling and you pour it all out. And I, it's it's sad, but at the same time, it's also like so beautiful to listen mm. to. So let's then forward it, fast forward to Liminal Sketches and how yeah. that came about once you had lost this love. 
So I lose my first <laughs> love in matric mm. and I'm broken. Broken hearted. Absolutely shattered. Yeah. And I decide to go to Rhodes and study international relations and politics. Mm. So when you're studying a BA, you have to have two majors and your electives. Yeah. So I choose IR, Ecos, mm. politics. I had a triple major. Yeah. And then I needed two more electives. So I take Mandarin. Wow. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I need one more. So I'm like, and then some girl that I went to high school with was like, no, you can actually take... Uh, a musical instrument as an as an elective. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crazy. And you did the piano, And, and I you? did voice. Oh. I did classical voice. Oh, I did piano yeah, in I high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, but everyone, when you study, when you study, when you're a voice student, you always kind of have to take piano. Yeah. So it, piano was part of the program. Uh, so I would do two lessons of voice a week and then I'd have one piano lesson and I would have theory. Yeah. Mm. Excuse me. Wow. So I do that and I quickly realize that I actually don't want to do this diplomacy thing. Mm. I'm really good at it, but, but I don't want to. But you don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I tell my mom and like my parents, I've always had to write a proposal about whatever I wanted. Yeah. Tell them I want to move to UCT, write the proposal. They give me their requirements and... That's what happens. Yeah. But while I'm at Rhodes, I am actually healing mm. from the passing. Yeah. I'm alone in a in, in a small town mm. with no one that I know. Sure. And I'm forced to face myself. Yeah. And that's And it. I start writing. Mm. I was writing and writing and writing and writing. Yeah. Eventually, I leave Rhodes and I go to UCT. Yeah do the jazz thing and on in one of the jazz lessons they said you need to write a song for jazz improv so there was a subject called um jazz improv yeah. right and we would do transcriptions which is basically listening to an instrumental piece of music learning it and singing it exactly how it sounds wow your voice literally needs to like almost sound like an instrument this explains you know your vocal ranges <laughs> wow so we do that and i write what's now known as Sunday Blues, mm. you know? Yeah. So I write that for improv. But throughout my UCT journey, my depression is getting worse, you hmm. know? And I'd seen a psychologist while I was in high school after the passing. And I'd seen a psychologist at Rhodes and I started seeing one at UCT. Mm. It gets really bad in my third year. I finished third year and I'm not fine. My parents are completely worried about me. I'm in Cape Town. Again, no support system. Don't really know anyone. Mm. The friends I've kind of made aren't really there for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So my mom called. So I go start for my final year at UCT. And in the first week of final year, my mom calls me. And she's like, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. Do you want to continue? And I said, to be honest, no. Hmm. So she says, come home. Okay. I pack my things. I apply for a leave of absence for a year. Hmm. They grant me the leave of absence. I go home. Two weeks later, my grandpa passes away. Mm. And I'm like, this is exactly why yeah. God removed me from that space. Well, because if I was there, it would have been mm. over. Mm. Come back home. And I do different jobs. I work at Liberty as an intern. Mm. I leave Liberty after a month and I go work at Soul Providers mm. as an intern that kind of does copy and social media. Yeah. Uh, I leave that after four months. And all of these things that I was writing at Rhodes and at UCT, I said to myself, let me go record it. Yeah. So I start asking friends that I know because I... I'd been working in music since I was 17. I was a session musician. Yes. While I was at UCT, I yeah. used to do corporates with Zoe Medecha, Dumiso mm, mm. Manana. We were in a band called Soul, Ses Soul Sessions. Yeah. Um, and I used to work with Red Bull a lot. Yeah. Come back home, I leverage all of those relationships that I've created over time. Yeah. And I start to record liminal sketches. Mm. But as I'm recording it, I'm like, I need to build an audience. So yeah. I start posting things on social on media. On socials, yeah. Um, and I start hustling gigs. Mm. I play shows at Kitchener's, like any small space that will let me come. And, I start and doing express that. Express you know? yourself, yeah. yeah. 
And then I write this song. Now I'm in a new relationship. This is like three, four years after um, the first love passes. I'm in a yeah. new relationship. But I keep getting cheated on. <laughs> mm. Right? Yeah. So I call Zoe and I'm like, oh, dude, let's go have coffee. And yeah. Catch up. Yeah. She's like, cool. We're sitting. I'm pouring my heart out, you know. Yeah. Telling her everything. And then a few weeks later, I'm like, oh, I want to write a song. Please write a song with me. Yeah. She's like, cool. We meet up. We try to write the song. We go to lunch. Mm. At lunch in Rosebank, she says, I wrote a song for you. And I'm like, okay, play it for me. Yeah. And she plays me the guitar riff for home. Mm. And the first words, which is, you said you like us. Yeah. You want to be here. Yeah. But your eyes are wondering. You're looking for someone else. Mm. And I'm like... I love this. Mm. I want to finish writing it. So I finished mm. writing it. Call Red Bull. I'm like, please let me go down to the studio in Cape Town and yeah. record this. Yeah. Call my friend Nolly. And I say, babe, can you come and shoot me while I record yeah. home? She's like, cool, but you have to do UCT live room for me. Mm. You know? And I'm like, I'm not at UCT anymore. She's like, no, please do Just it. Just do it, yeah. I'm like, cool. Get to Cape Town. I record home. And we record... Sunday Blues for UCT Live Room. Hmm. Cool. And then two weeks later, I get back the master for home. I'm preparing to release it. She sends me a snippet of the Sunday Blues for UCT Live Room. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. And I'm like, oh, this is really lovely. I quickly post it. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm. Phone dies. I'm going to a party called Culture Fashion Show. So it was something like that that Siapeile was hosting yeah. at um, in town. Yeah. Somewhere in town. Um, I get there and I'm in the line to get in and people are like, oh my God, you're amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you listen to my stuff on SoundCloud. That's so cool. They're like, no, dude, I saw you on Twitter. I'm like... On Twitter? <laughs> I literally have a thousand followers. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. You know? Cool. It happens the whole night. And I'm like, what's, what's happening? going on? Yeah. You know? I go home, I charge my phone. As it switches on, the notifications start like coming in like crazy. Yeah. I go on Twitter, there's like over like a thousand notifications. Sure. I'm like, what? Go in the DMs, black coffee. Like, just people I respect are, like, in my DMs. Yeah. Like, you're amazing. I love yeah. you, whatever. Black coffee invites me to studio. Mm. I'm like, cool. Uh, he says, when can you come? I say, uh, tomorrow. Wow. And he's like, cool, come tomorrow. I'll get my manager to call you. My, his manager calls me. I go to studio the next day. We start writing a song together. We start working on a song. Yeah. Um, we work on the song. I leave. I go home to KZN and I come back. When I come back, I send him like a couple of stuff. I'm like, I'm about to release this music. Please let me know like your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Send him about like three tracks. And his response was, my manager's going to call you. Mm. <laughs> Manager calls me, hey, we'd like to sign you. Wow. Just Mind like you, that. I've declined to being signed before when I was 15. Yeah. Because I felt like I was too young. Yeah. Cool. We negotiate the contract for about five months. Eventually, I sign. We release Sunday Blues again because it had been out on on, on SoundCloud. Yeah. And so you're re-releasing it now. Yeah. We yeah. shoot a video for it. Um, and we kind of... it Things just kind of catapult from there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But I, I, I almost, I look at you and I feel like the future of South African music is in good hands. You know, you're young and here you are. You are on the rise now, you know. Um, yeah. When Sunday Blues came out, it was literally blasting on every radio station. Yeah. And right now, I mean, Mvula is an equally brilliant song. The arrangement, the way it's written, it's so well written. I, I actually listened to, to it today. And there's a, a sadness that comes with it. And um, in one of your interviews, you said that um, it it conceives, what did you say? It con, it cleanses, yeah. but it also 
um, it's conceiving, but it also cleanses. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Um, and I just, let's, let's get into how that song came about. Um, when I listen to the words, I'm like, oh, this is a sad song. <laughs> you know, you are pouring your heart out and you're just talking about love in the most beautiful way. And I think for me, one of the things that also stand out is the fact that you probably loved intensely. The intensity of your love I still do. Is, is, is there. But yeah. yes, you still do. But you also lost. So you captured both those feelings yeah. in your songs. Yeah, so when I wrote to Mvola, I was kind of going back and forth in a relationship that was really bad for me, hmm. you know? Mm. Um, and that's why the first lyric is, Mvulaya mingi manzi njena utando loako. I'm drenched in your, in your love, love, but I'm also, mm. I am crying so much that the pain of your love is all over me my tears i'm drenched mm. in tears right mm. then i go stand <laughs> which means it's effed up it's, but yeah. i still love but you, i still love you you know mm. thinking about you i only want you mm. you know um and it was really about that kind of like i, I had gotten to the end of that relationship for me in my heart mm. and i had been at a point where I was like, I have drowned in the sorrow of it. Mm. Let me cleanse myself of it hmm. in the salt water, sure. you know, because there's a poem by Naira Wahid where she goes, um, the sun cleanses itself and mm. sh so should you, mm. you know, hmm. um, salt water. Yeah, you know? yeah. And for me, that reference, that salt water reference goes to your tears, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and cleanse yourself with those tears. But I kind of personify those tears as raindrops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's this thing that people always say is that you can either feel the rain or be um, affected by it, something yeah, like that. So yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So that's what the song's about. And... In the beginning, I kind of speak about how tumultuous this love is. Mm. And the chorus, I talk about the cleansing. Mm. And in the second part, I it's a prayer. Mm. It's kind of like, I think about you, I pray for you. Ooh. And in the last part, I let go. Mm. I say this, I go, first love, a dream of tragic fate, a warmth of broken hearts, mm. like morning, like morning, um, morning state. Yeah. Morning as in when you mourn someone. Yeah. And also morning like when dawn comes. In the morning, you know? yes. Um, cold in its weight because it, it gets quite cold in the morning, mm, you know. Mm, mm. Uh, wash me clean of this embrace. Sure. You know. So I kind of use the pain and the tears to cleanse myself. Mm. And that's what the song is about. And so in your songwriting process, how do you then... How do you get your, do you get yourself into that state, you know, that feeling? Because, like I said, you, you pour it out, you know. So when you write, are you, is that how you're feeling at that moment? And you, you're just putting it out on paper and you're writing it down and then go to record? It's, <sighs> all of my best songs have written themselves. Mm. Um, I find that every time I've tried to write in like a pressured environment, I've liked the songs, but they were overthought. Mm. You know, Love Six and Vula Sunday Blues, um, Heart Strings, and a couple of others that are on the album that's coming up. Yeah. Those songs kind of wrote themselves. They came to me. Yeah. The, I always say the melodies from God and the words are from your heart. Oh, I love you it. Know? I love it. So... Those songs came to me mm. and I always tell people that it's so important as an artist to live life. Yeah. You know, I don't care if someone sees me at Royale, like out of my mind, like within the, the You're name. living. I, I You're have living. to live life have to, to yeah. have something to talk about. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. I don't write from a place of imagining, mm. you know, um, I do write from a place of yearning. Because yeah. that's a real feeling. Yeah. But I don't 
create scenarios in my head and then write mm. about them. Mm. So it's always very honest because I always tell people, I'm very like, if you give me the opportunity to talk, mm. I can go on and no, I'll tell you, you can. You're been my talking. entire <laughs> life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you I'll do. tell you about my entire <laughs> life and you, yeah. and you ask me one question. I'm such an open book. Yeah. You know? So even the music comes out in that way and I think it's a very therapeutic p- process for me. Mm. But once I finish the song, I I let it go and it's yeah. no longer mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even when I write the song, I try to keep it as open-ended as possible. Even yeah. when, it, when it comes to me. I do a lot of editing. Yeah. You know? I'll write the whole song first and it might be like too honest. Mm. And I'll edit. Hmm. And I'll try to keep it as open so people can relate it to different kind of situations yes. in their life. Yeah. And it can become universal mm. more than singular. Hmm. So, yeah. So speaking of the album, um, I must say one of the things that actually also that are so impressive for me is the fact that you don't confirm to the traditional way of being an artist where you're rushing mm. to to package this album. Um, I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends today when I told her that um, I'm going to be sitting down with you and having a conversation. She says, you know, I love how Langa paces himself. You know, you bring out a song and it's quality. You know, you, mm. you're not rushing. You're not rushing to get this project out because people are asking for the music. Mm. Sunday Blues has lived for four years. For <laughs> four years. For four years. For four years. For and four now Mvula is also like it's, it's like a favorite now. Yeah. You know? So and that for me is such an important thing. And that says you actually are very intentional. You understand what you're doing and you know what what you want out of this album. Yeah. You know. So that that is an important thing, you know. You've you've paced yourself so well. Um, but when can we expect the album? I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> well, the album's finished. To be oh, honest yay. with you, I've been, I've, I've been shopping around for so, a home mm. or an investor that will kind of give me the money to kind of give it out the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. The visual assets need mm. to be right. Yeah, it has to be mastered right. So. Um, the reason why I've taken so much time with the music is because I think about myself waking up at 40 and having to do a show. Mm. And I want to be able to wake up at 40 and still want to sing that music. Oh, wow. You know, mm. I always say to my, my boys, my band, I always say, we're doing the legacy work right now. Yeah. We're making the music that's going to outlive live beyond us, yeah. you know. Yeah. And everything we put out, we need to be proud of and be confident enough in it that even when we're gone, mm. we don't shiver in our caskets about people listening to it because yeah. Yeah. we're embarrassed of what we've created, yeah. you know? Ooh. And I also always tell people that like it's a long game for me. Mm. I don't want to be in the industry for five years years 10 years yeah i want to be here for a long time a long time yeah and also respect is very important for mm. me you know i i'm one of those people who wants to earn their stripes yeah you know yeah. i'm very interested in having the icons and the musicians i respect mm. look at me and go mm everything we've done and every fight we've fought mm. is worth it because mm. you're here yeah, and we can give you the baton, mm. you know? Mm. Um, so it's that. And I also, I try to earn every, every title that I give yeah. to myself. Yeah. Um, I never called myself a musician until I felt like a musician, until I felt like I'd put you in the, mu- the, the yeah. work yeah. of being a musician, you know, yeah. for me, a musician is someone who can read music, mm. who can create music, mm. who can communicate and articulate their ideas about creating um, a sonic kind of uh, art or painting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
a composer for me is someone who can take those elements that those different elements in music and sift them together, together. beautifully yeah, yeah. and create something that is worth listening to. Mm. A singer is someone who uh, has range. Yeah. Someone who um, has invested their time into understanding their voice, finding their voice mm. and honing it continuously yeah. like a sportsman yeah. you know Casta yeah. doesn't stop training just because she knows she's fast mm. she mm. continues to train because she knows that yeah. you need to exercise the muscle yeah you know yeah. a writer for me is someone who reads a lot mm. and then lives a lot mm. and then writes a lot mm. and all of those titles that I've attached to myself now I'm searching for the ir- arranger title you, you yeah, know yeah. i want to be able to score music and give it to an orchestra mm. and and be in control of every part of the movement oh wow you know and i want to earn that Ooh. you know mm. and i come from a generation that is everything comes in two minutes you put your meal in the microwave two minutes you upload a picture on instagram you yeah got responses yeah. in a few seconds you tweet, you've got a response. You yeah. WhatsApp, you expect yeah, a response. A response. Mm. You call right now. Everything is very instantaneous. There's yeah. this yearning for instant gratification. Mm. And for me, um, a, a person who you can respect and put at a high regard, it takes time. Yeah. To reach yeah. that, which is also part of the reason why I take my time. Yeah. And I'm very intentional in spending my time mm. um, evaluating and creating in a way that I can be proud and also know that I can look back later and really adore the work. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. I just rambled again. <laughs> Look, it's a conversation, so I, I, I really don't mind you going on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so when I look at the body of work that you've produced, um, every song, for me, every song is like that much amazing, you know. Thank it's you. A, it's single, everything, every, every one of them is a single. But um, what's one of them that actually also stood out for me was Love Six. And you, yeah. s- you speak about how... It is the most. It's the saddest and um, the most honest, honest song that you've ever written. Mm. But didn't write. Oh, this is so. I so, always say. I okay, always so say, let's get into that. I always say that Love Six is the most honest, saddest song that I wrote, but didn't write. Okay, right. So this fantastical, amazing love of mine of in high school mm. was a musician. And he wrote these two songs. One was called Age of Color, Stre- Age of Color Screens. The other was called um, Conversations. Mm. And I took parts of, the, of those songs and I created Love Six from that. Mm. And there's parts that are mine, there's parts that are his. Yeah. And that... I, I really was in a space where... I had missed him so much. Hmm. The conversations. Um, I remember when he died. The f- when the sun came up, I was so upset. Hmm. You know, and it's ironic because my surname is Langa, which means mm. the sun. You mm. know, and the sun for me means that life continues. Yeah. You know, it means a new opportunity. Yeah. And I was so mad that life was going on because my life had stopped mm, at that moment. In that moment. Mm. You know, um, and I felt that way for a very long time, about three years. Mm. Um, and when I I felt that feeling of missing him, I thought about the music that he had left for me, mm. you know, and it felt like conversations that I was having with him and the reason why I took his words and put in my words is because I wanted it to be the last conversation, hmm. you know? Wow. And that's why I start with the words. 
it's been ages since I saw you. It's been mm. ages since, since I got to meet you. Sure. You know, which were my words, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's been ages since I saw you uh, from his song. It's been ages since I got to meet you are my words. Okay. You know? Yeah. So it's almost a conversation between us two. Mm. So, yeah, man. That song. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've cried many times performing that song. That song you know? is, it's something else. It's like, painful. It's so painful. Um, and so, is love the focus when it comes to you writing your music? Because that is what comes 100%. through. 100%. For me, that's what comes through quite a lot you know yeah. it stands out you're like you're all about love and yeah and, and, and feeling yeah mm. so i always say to people i write about the different phases of love the yearning for it the loss of it uh the joy of it the pain of it yeah there's so many angles that you can yeah. look at love you know mm. even on the album there's a part of the album where i wrote a lot of songs about yearning but they're kind of inspired by the music i heard in the club because okay. i went searching for love in the club oh. you know and it's quite upbeat Aww. right <laughs> yeah. but it's like even that song that people would feel like is such a bop yeah. is about love yeah and it's about yearning for love and it's about yearning for it in in the wrong places hmm. you know so i the the subject of love excuse me is always going to be the center of yeah everything that yeah. i that i write yeah someone said to me yesterday they were like it's such a double-edged sword that you love love so, so much. much yeah like i'm in love yeah. right now Aww. and <laughs> i'm i've been so consumed by it like mm. i'm just like ah you're the most gorgeous most amazing most kind most just like i'm just so engrossed in, in all that in all you of are it, yeah. you know because if Ugh. i love i love like intensely and it comes yeah. through, through your in your music and it comes when through. the pain comes it comes just as, as intense, intense. Yeah. yeah because what's the point of 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 being here if we're not going to be present in each moment oh, you know man. because that's why i wrote sunday blues yeah it's about being present Sure. That's why I say you should be here, not else but here. Mm. You know? Because you're actually physically here, but I know your spirit's not here. Mm. I know your heart's not here. Yeah. You're wandering somewhere else. And that's what the song's about, mm. you know? Mm. So I live my life very present in every moment because I once heard someone say, the sign, uh, the sun only shines where it is is mm. so it can't be daytime in south africa and daytime in a part of the world where it should be nighttime yeah you know yeah so it is only present where where it is yeah and i called myself langa from my dad's surname on purpose because mm. i wanted to be present where i am yeah and not try to be everything to everyone because that depletes you, mm. you know. Mm. It can't be daytime here and daytime in South Korea. Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, the way we are placed on the globe, it would the, the sun it's to when be. it's mm. here, it's here, and yeah. when it's there, it's yeah. there. Yeah. And it doesn't try to be in both places at the same time. At the time. same time. Mm. So I try to be like that as a person, to be mm. present in each moment, to feel each moment. Even when I'm sad, I always say feel it grieve it heal from it so that you can allow new feelings to yeah, come yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely and i love that um and so i've seen you in action on stage you know <laughs> i and i actually today in fact when we confirmed that we were going to sit and have this conversation i almost tried to remember how the first time i actually experienced you live you know yeah um, I know that I had heard a song. I had heard Sunday Blues on radio. Mm. And then I went on YouTube and I was like, no, man, I've seen this boy around. Yeah. You know, I'm like, because you were, the reason why I say you embody the, the arts and I've dubbed you a child of the arts because even when you work, you're like, 
I, you can see that this is a this is a, is a creative person. Yeah. You know, and at the time you had that blonde hair <laughs> and you were coming to my events. Events, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, I'd seen quite a lot of you. But then when I saw Sunday Blues and I connected, I was like, it's that boy. <laughs> and it, it almost made so much sense, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that when I eventually, eventually saw you live, it was a different experience to hearing you on record because that's that's different. Yeah. You have the ability to sink to the top of the see the clouds maybe because you <laughs> literally Thank hit you. a note and I'm like, what did you just do? Wow. You know? And that that's when I realized that you are a trained and, and educated musician because mm. you were singing and everyone was just like what and you know this about yourself <laughs> you know this because you 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 can do it you know yeah. but i love your um your live performances i think that everyone my, that's my see, favorite part of you this know, job when you when you perform live that is when your music actually comes, comes to, to life. life you know it literally comes to life your band it it just makes sense you know so I guess one of my questions um, that I wanted to ask is, who are some of the musicians that you you'd like to see yourself on stage with? You know, Ooh. as time goes and and you're just there and you're having a moment with them. Ooh, I've I've had Zoe. I've performed with Zoe many oh, Zoe's times. Amazing. I respect her so much. Yeah. I've known her since we were fourteen. We've been friends. Oh wow! That long. Yeah. Um. Zoe, Tandiswa. Ah, uh, Tandiswa, definitely. Bab Kaifas. Um, who else? I wish Donny Hathaway was still alive. Uh, I wish Luther was still alive. Actually, before you go on, <laughs> actually, do you know, he's also got the sadness going on. Yeah. Know? Which is something that That's I've like also the main picked up in your music. Me. Yeah. Actually, Donnie it makes like, so much sense because my main oh my god, Donny is one of the saddest but the most brilliant musicians I've ever ever come across. Yeah, you know he's he's so sad. You also like have I, have, I keep saying this, you have <laughs> the sadness, but you have this. I'm such a jovial person. Like, <gasps> you are like, in real life. In you real are. Life, I'm I know. Very happy, but no, like, I know this. Yeah. Once once I delve into it, I really you get into I immerse it. myself in it. Yeah. But yeah. Donny Hathaway is a, a big influence. Um, every time I record, I always say to the musicians in the studio with me, I always say, the aim is to create feeling, is mm. to invoke feeling. Mm. If you are not woken up by whatever you're playing, mm. the listener is not going to be woken wow. up either. I don't care how technically perfect you are, you are. as a musician. yeah. yeah. The technique is for um, navigating the music. Yeah. But the art is being connected to it and allowing yourself to be open uh, to the feeling and becoming a vessel mm. of that feeling and healing. Yeah. So, yeah. And and you know what? Um, every time when I hear that a musician has actually studied music. I always kind of like, I'm curious, you know, I, mm. I always trying to understand, I'm intrigued by it and I try to understand what, what is it, it's like to actually study it's so and hard. read <laughs> music and then, and eventually be able to read it and, you know, music school was very hard for me. Mm. Like I never liked math in school. Yeah. I was like a 60, 70 kid in 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 school yeah. in maths. I hated maths. Mm. And music theory is basically maths. What? <laughs> it is because there's every beat has a, a numeric value. Oh, wow. And that's how you read and it. And you need to crack you know, And you need to learn how to kind of internalize that. Um and the way the the the, the note sits on on the stave on the stuff, um, it's you kind of have to count 
uh, how high or how low the note is. That's, wow. It's almost like to read it and know that it's a high G. If you're not playing an instrument, you mm. have to hear it in your head as a singer. Wow. You, know? you have to be able, I mean, we obviously go through it on piano first before yeah, you start, before singing, you start song, singing. So you yeah. kind of have an idea of the melody and the sonic kind of like movement. Yeah. Um, but when you're sitting, like there, there's a test in school called um, sight reading. Yeah. Where they give you a piece of music that you've never seen before and they ask you to sing it out to them. Wow. You have to know the value of each note, which means you have to sing it exactly as it's written. As it is. Right? Which is mathematics. <laughs> it sounds like mathematics. You know, it's very analytical. Um, and that part for me was very, very hard. The singing was always very easy for me because I think what God gives you, God gives you. Yeah, like you can only make true. it better yeah. or you can ruin it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um so that was easy. The history was always easy because I excelled in in English and history a lot yeah. in high school. Yeah. I'm a reader, so it's easy for me to read. Yeah. Easy for me to write because I'm a writer. Mm. So those parts were very easy for me. But but studying music was very challenging. But another part that I had to learn to navigate was um, the institution of music outside of school. Sure. Rehearsals. Yeah. How to communicate with other musicians. Yeah. Um, studio, how to articulate your ideas. Wow. Um, because not everyone there is uh, aware of where you're trying to go. Yeah. So what, what studying helps you with is the language yeah. of communicating what you want to do. Um, and just... When you've studied music, you you train your ear. Yeah. You know, the best musicians have the best ears. You mm. listen more than you actually yes. give. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and I always say to my band, like, we rehearse so we know the music, but yeah. when we play the show, don't expect me to sing the song exactly like rehearsal. Oh, wow. My spirit might move me in a, di in a, different, in a different direction. direction yeah. And you have to move with me. Yeah. Your spirit might move in a different direction. Yeah. And I have to move with oh, you. Oh, wow. You know, rehearsal is literally to know yeah. um, the foundation of what you're doing. Wow. The show is a spiritual experience where yeah. we open ourselves up to um what we're trying to communicate and we open ourselves up to the hearts that have come to the space yeah to to receive this mm. you know mm. so yeah studying music was hard but very valuable um but i do think there's different types of i think church is a is a very important Mm. institution of music some of the best musicians oh, have learned church. from church you yeah know? yeah um, producers pianists singers yeah church is a, is a space where people um in their rehearsal space and in their sharing with one another yeah um they they communicate a lot mm. about music and they're also people so they don't only engage in um non-secular music they engage with secular music yeah, as well yeah. and they talk about it as yeah. well you know so there's a lot of education that happens there i always say like as much as the school book um space is important it's also very important to immerse yourself in the practical side that's mm. why i sessioned for such a long time mm. so i could be comfortable in the studio that's why i did corporate so i could be comfortable on stage yeah. um and by the time i was ready to do it by myself i had already put myself through all of the fires wow. to get to uh to where you need the to confidence and the yeah. purity of yeah. of being able to share it authentically mm. You know, mm. it almost was like a process of like a crucible, you know, yeah. when you put something in that intense fire mm. and it takes away all the impurities mm. and only and leaves you, come out you with at your purest. Yeah. With the purity yeah. of what's there, you know, mm. and even life experiences, all the challenges I've been through. Yeah. They were necessary to give me the strength to deal with the things Outside of the feel stuff yeah. of music, but the business of it. Of it, yeah. I don't take 
certain communications and relationships personally yeah. because I've gone through yeah. moments and interactions that taught me that this is how you communicate mm. with a client. This mm. is how you procure work. This yeah. is how um, you sustain a relationship. Mm. And even like silly things, like this is how you write an invoice. Yeah. This is how you make yeah. a rate card. But those, a all those kit. things are important. And those things are incredibly yeah. important and they yeah. never teach you that in art school, yeah. which is yeah. sad. But mm. yeah. I love that because that says to me you're a well-rounded um, mm individual you're a well-rounded musician but you've summed it, summed it up quite beautifully um for me i think music more than anything is a spiritual experience you yeah know? when people come to see you and they come to watch you perform it's not just for entertainment they there because you know they're there to see longer but there's a sense of healing that they're looking for yeah or a connection that they're looking for and that's it that's really it um i think we've We've gone over time because <laughs> Lanka does not stop talking. <laughs> but I thank you so lot. much for making thank time. I really appreciate me. this. Um, and you know what? Um, my parting words are, the, are these. In the next coming years, you know, um, I can see you touring internationally. I can see I you. I appreciate that. Half of the album was recorded in London. <sighs> Which is amazing. Listen to that. Okay, <laughs> already an international <laughs> star. So um, I, I wish you all the best, man, in your journey. Um, you. you know that I've, I'm, I'm all the way behind you. Definitely. I'm always supporting you. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I, I honestly cannot wait to see you become more than what you are right yeah. now. I can't wait to see your journey um, blossom. You yeah. know, it's already. I think you're on the right path now. Thank you. Um, but I can't wait. And I don't think the world is ready. <laughs> I don't think the world is ready, but uh, when they catch on, they'll catch on because you are brilliant. You know, Thank you are you. brilliant at what you do. You're amazing. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. And um, that, wraps, uh, that wraps up our conversation. Ooh, English. <laughs> Babe, came With- on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, thank you so much for, for being here, Langa. Thank, thank you for you. listening to um, Coffee Conversations with thank Vivian. Um, I hope that you continue to listen. Um, I thank you for all the messages that you send out um, to me after you've listened to these conversations. They really keep me going. They encourage me to keep on, you know, sitting down with your favorite musicians and having these lovely conversations with them, tapping into their authenticity. Um Until next time, that's it from Coffee Conversations. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye.